0: hello
1: hello how's it going it's going all right i'm i just finished making
0: pav bhaji but then i didn't have any of it (laughs) i thought i saw them about the grandma instead oh why didn't you have the pav bhaji is it for tomorrow i don't know my family ate it but i like i got like a craving for pizza in like the middle of the day today at like four
1: and then I had pizza
0: and garlic knots. And I already knew I was going to make pav bhaji, but then the time rolled around to eat the pav bhaji,
1: and I was like, I'm not
0: hungry enough for this.
1: For our listeners, by the way, pav bhaji is like bread that comes with it's, it's potatoes. A mix of potatoes and cauliflower. <laughs> it's yeah, like so it's like very carvy, very fattening, very tasty. Um, yeah. Okay, I get that. I get why. But I had
0: I had pizza and garlic knots, so I was just like, my body was like, you already you already ate this basically in a different form. Like you can't have this again. You don't want it. And I was like, you're right.
1: No, it's good that you and your body have chats like that. That's good. You're <laughs> for you. Stay yeah. in touch. Stay connected.
0: Stay connected. <laughs> it's true. Mind body connection is real.
1: It really is. Um, I have chats with myself quite often. Um, with, with your body? With my body, but also with like my brain and right. heart and gut we just discuss quite often because they're always at odds do you do you like
0: um do you just like think or do you feel like you actually like talk to yourself like in a way that like your inner voice is is a different person do you know what I'm
1: asking no I know what you're asking that's such an interesting question now I have to think about this yeah I don't know my answer either (laughs) I think I do both actually I mostly do the just thinking Um, But then when I verbalize it to you and like others, when I'm making jokes, I say the me at me thing a lot. And I'm like, I had a chat Um, with me yesterday and was like, you got to stop doing that dumb shit. But like, I I don't actually do that very often. There are a few times, though, where like literally like the devil and angel are sitting on my shoulders. Yeah. And one is influencing me in the direction of lawful and the other is influencing me in the direction of chaos. That does actually happen.
0: Yeah. I think I think the only times I feel like I'm talking to myself with like a a bird's eye view like I actually feel like I'm talking to like another voice is when I know I'm doing something that's like bad or not smart or like I'm just like I'm just like why are you doing this or like or like I don't know I'm just like being blah and I'm trying to get out of it like what I want to do is
1: different than what I'm doing you know. No, I feel you, which is why I feel like the only scenario in which I do that with myself is literally when, like, half my brain is like, please be smart. And the other half is like, nah <laughs> fuck the whole thing up. Just fuck it all up. Just see what yeah. happens. And it's like, you know, I could be smart about this, but I'm not going to be. And that's usually when the whole talking to myself thing of up. So, no, know, I'm with you. TLDR, yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I
0: I still think that I I do nothing more than I like set fire to things like my, my like I don't I don't like I don't do you know what I mean? I don't you I don't do actively destructive things or things like I don't like causing chaos in that way, but I will I will choose inaction in a way that like really frustrates me and I feel like I need to get out of it and I have to like pull myself out of it.
1: I've never found inaction to be my problem. <laughs> yeah, um, I would say my problem is more the other end, where I like do something, light the fire, and then later I'm like, I don't think I should have done that. Or why? like, should be why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, eh, you know, well, okay. I shouldn't say I don't think I should have done that. I think I'm. It's more of like a maybe that wasn't the best course of action, but you did it. What are you going to do now?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, you don't regret. You were telling me that before. You're like, I don't
1: have regrets. So, I think I think the singular thing that I maybe slightly regret in my life is like a mistake I made as a high schooler, <laughs> which is like such an interesting thing that I like still penalize my almost 25-year-old self about a decision I didn't make. So to my point of like inaction being what The only thing you regret. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, that, that was me not doing something. Um, Everything else I've done, I'm kind of like, well, in the moment, I knew it was a calculated risk. Sometimes it wasn't even a calculated risk. It was just a risk. But I would have regretted it more if I didn't do it. But I, I, I do didn't... see that you're the opposite in a way. Like, I see that you, like, would not take the action much more often than you yeah. would rock the boat
0: hmm. I think that's true. But I do I do feel like when I like, you know, I work in hospitals and stuff like that. And like, when I talk to like a lot of older people, they usually their thing is like, just, just do things. Do you know what I mean? They're they're, they're never like, don't act don't do. Because I feel like the general advice I've gotten from older people is that y- you'll regret not doing stuff more than anything else.
1: What about the advice that you get from your parents? <laughs> i'm just curious honestly i guess
0: it i guess it depends on what it is i'm thinking about doing there are definitely things they tell me not to do right like i don't think i think i think they want me to take action but only only in, on in like only actions that they approve of only things they want me to take action on so i wouldn't i wouldn't i don't think they have like a generic advice like that i think they have an agenda so i'm not gonna Maybe with some space, I can comment on that. But I think they have too strong of an agenda for me to vaguely say that. My dad is definitely a non-actor and my mom's definitely like a, a fire setter. So if we're talking about it like that, that's who I think they are.
1: Interesting. I would say same dynamic with my family in terms of like who's the non-actor and who's the actor. But I think the difference is, and I think you would agree with this, my parents do actually encourage me to take certain actions that like, surprise me to come from their mouth considering like in certain cases they can be very conservative but like to give an example my parents have been pushing me to try stand-up comedy for the past four years and my dad they really that's that's really interesting have they watched stand-up like do they know what it is they've watched a few um i've watched i made them watch like i made them watch the hassan minaj special i made them watch Mm -hmm. john mulaney okay Um, i made them watch like clips of like Again, I've picked, like, quote-unquote friendlier comedians. Like, I would not put, like, Tom Segura on and, like, I would not put the clip of him. That's what I want to do, Mom. The thing is, I think my parents both deep down know that I have, like, kind of, like, there's, like, sexual innuendos in my humor sometimes. Like, they know that I would probably be slightly crass. But they have encouraged me to just go on stage and be like, fuck it, try. Like, my dad was like, make a YouTube channel. And I was like, And document and prove that I spoke to an audience of non-existent people. No, I don't want any proof of it. Like, when I try stand-up, it will be with an audience of, like, six people in, like, a small rickety club in Brooklyn. And if it goes well, I might consider expanding (laughs) to, like, bigger places.
0: (laughs) No, but there is, I mean, that's something I really miss, though. Because it is, like, even with dance, like, it just, like, I feel that way sometimes where I'm, like when you're producing something for online it's like maybe this isn't true for stand-up because stand-up is mostly just talking but still there's like a what you're saying is there's a record of it that you can like continually look back on and like evaluate the performance of or whatever correct Um, but I think with dance it's also like there's so much to be said about like lighting and camera work and it's not just the dance experience it's so much more than that and then you can just like it's just there forever and and the internet is also so weird the audience of the internet responds well to like certain types of music and like hot 100 stuff or like honestly like really sexual stuff Mm -hmm. um so it's just like i don't it just it's just a weird place and i really miss like having live audiences and, like, live experiences that aren't, like, they don't feel so – they're almost, like, more emotionally charged in the moment, but they don't feel so consequential long-term.
1: I feel you. Like, I did this – um we did this, like, Zoom panel through the Asian Business Resource Group at my company a few months ago. And, like, mm-hmm. panels are generally pretty stressful, virtual or not. But it felt I love being on panels honestly. Me too. I feel really special. I really like, like I like yeah. that people came to listen to me. I got to be a speaker. It was cool. But like Yeah. It's I love I love when people want my knowledge. Right. Cuz it's like okay, <laughs> like, I feel I have something to say and like people actually yeah. might benefit from it. But like you said it felt more even more stressful in the moment to do it virtually but packed so much less of an impact because it was virtual. 100% That's
0: honestly, I mean, it's annoying that Trump, like, got the second debate cancelled. But, like, honestly, I was like, I respect it. Because he was just like, a virtual debate is no debate. He's like, that's no way to have a debate. That's no way. That's, no. He's like, I'm not doing that. Sorry.
1: Isn't the replacement for it now that, like, Trump's having his own, like, virtual event at the same exact time that Biden is? I thought I read that. And I was like, is that real? And I didn't bother to read into it to check.
0: Oh, really? Is he having... I know Biden's having, like, some kind of town hall thing.
1: I think they're both having, like, town hall-esque things at the same time, like, that the debate was supposed to be. The debate was supposed to be tomorrow, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think they're, like, both doing virtual events and, like, gonna oh, compete Oh, yeah, Trump to and see. Biden
0: to hold dueling town halls after canceled debate. Yep.
1: Isn't that the dumbest shit you heard? Like, why... Yeah, well, that's... Why can't they be right. held at different times? Like... And then people can tune into both without it being this weird, stupid, competitive, like, white male energy that I just do not understand. Like, whose idea was also, that?
0: It's also if he's just, like, virtual is dumb, blah, blah, blah.
1: Then, like, why is he having a virtual town hall? That's that's my point. This is, like, yet the yes. 50th expose of Trump. He's just afraid to, like, look stupid. I don't
0: know. I feel like he already, I don't know. I just, whatever. I mean, even, even... I I mean I'm gonna watch the debate between the two of them. That one honestly the presidential debate was actually like kind of fun to watch because it was such a train wreck. <laughs> the vice presidential debate was like legit boring. I was so bored. I felt I felt bad because they honestly did better. I would feel more comfortable if they were the presidential nominees because they actually like <laughs> didn't they weren't like kindergartners just fighting with each other. Right. It felt like more like an actual debate, but I was so board um, yeah no the, the minus fly, minus like, the fly
1: the <laughs> <No>. night <laughs> that was fun yeah um and the memes yeah. that emerged i have to admit i found them funny i felt a spark of joy and i was like wow i haven't felt that in a long time <laughs> Yeah, But that's
0: what I'm saying about the internet, though, is like, imagine being imagine being Kamala Harris or even Mike Pence, like, imagine for real being Mike Pence and being like, wow, the internet is really the dumbest place alive. Like, there are now 700 fly on Mike Pence's head Twitter accounts. And like, it just it's it's just so insane. Like, I, I could not if I was the one if I was like, a celebrity or like a well known persona. I would just be, like, not able to handle the insanity of the internet and what it latches onto.
1: Yeah, I saw this tweet yesterday that was, like, um, I love Twitter because I've never met this many stupid people in real life. And I was, like, that's the internet. That's really the internet. Um, I could, That's so insane. It's crazy, though. Like, you're absolutely right that, like, it's probably really exhausting and terrible even to be a well-known person in today's day and age on social media. Because the spotlight is always on you. That being said, the way that I want to be Twitter famous so badly, like I want to be a Twitter comedian so badly, I have no idea how to get to that or work towards it. But like, it would be miserable if I actually was one, you know?
0: That's the thing. It's like, it's like you want, I even think that sometimes where I'm like, I've gone through moments where I'm like, oh, I want to post dance videos or I want to post this. And, like, I want to get more followers on Instagram. And then I go through a thing where I'm like, no, I don't. Because then you become a slave to the algorithm and to the whims of the internet. And I'm like, I have a career. Like, I don't – I'm not an influencer. That's not how I make my money. So there's no reason for me to sell my soul to this platform, you know?
1: Yeah, agreed. Like, I feel like – I actually had this conversation with one of my friends last week about, like, when we post on instagram, what what kind of vibe are we trying to give across about ourselves? And I just was like, my posts are meant to be like very personal, like I'll post for my family's birthdays, I'll post when like like when our college group gets together and we haven't in a while like meaningful stuff like that. but I keep mm-hmm. my story updated with things that I think represent my aesthetic, but aside from that, I'm like, I don't want to do any more. That would require me becoming a quote unquote slave to the algorithm and to the app. Like I just,
0: or to even like care what the response is necessarily. I
1: I will be fully honest. I I do care about the response. Like the fact that I said yeah. the story like function for me is very much like my aesthetic. Like I'm sure you've noticed my story. I'm posting like art that I like or like quotes that resonate. Or, like, yeah, dresses, the dresses I like, tweets. tweets that I found funny, yeah, like, music, like, mixes from SoundCloud that I, like, like, I feel like, I think if you follow me on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter, you probably know everything there is to know about me. <laughs> like, that's my whole personality, all three of those wrapped together. So, I feel like I'm, it yeah. is exhausting in a way. I've been trying to reduce my usage.
0: Yeah, I mean, I... I don't know if you've noticed but I've just like not been posting at all recently I have
1: noticed I was very proud of you because months ago I know you said you were like I really need to take a social media break and like this feels like feels like a good break for you
0: no I've done it I really and I have like I really feel like no inclination because it's also like it's like what you said it's like the things I actually want to post are usually like I don't know, I, like, go somewhere, I take a nice picture, I'm, like, dressed nice, and I see friends or whatnot. And I'm just not doing that as much. So I'm, like, I don't really... I don't know. I feel no inclination to post, honestly.
1: I think that's a good thing. And it's just... Yeah, and it's, like,
0: exhausting, honestly. Like, it got so political and so pandemic-related for a while there. Mm -hmm. And I was just, like, uh, goodbye.
1: It did become... It did become... (laughs) like, a draining place to be. Like, I, I think yeah. during that time, too, like, Twitter became, like... Twitter's already a toxic success pool of mentally ill people, but, like, during oh, that yeah. time, the worst. Like, I, I stopped going on for, like, I think, like, a week. Right. Just because I well, couldn't deal. Well, the thing
0: I liked about Twitter the most is, like, the stream of consciousness hilarity. Not, not like, I don't need everyone's hot takes because everyone's hot takes are essentially, like, everyone's just saying the same two things you know what I mean it's not like like our politics are so crazy like there's only so many hot takes to be honest
1: no agreed agreed (laughs) like I'm like I'm like I'm just gonna no speaking of funny stream of consciousness tweets the next tweet I'm gonna post on my story is oh to be a baby without object permanence I've seen enough isn't that? I've seen it. That's so oh funny. God. It's so true. It's so real, especially now. Like I feel like, well, you'd be proud of me too, because I, while I haven't taken like a break from social media, and I feel like honestly that's not realistic for me. I, I in some ways, I do find it therapeutic to update my story. So I also don't want to disrupt the positive emotions that that gives me. But I have replaced a lot of social media time with like time spent reading and working on my grad school what are you reading right now
0: east of eden by john steinbeck it's like it's like written in 1952 and it's like one of like the great american novels it's it's huge it's like small print like 600 pages wow yeah it's a lot um i'm probably like 150 in but it's so good um and i can't believe it was written in 1952 and because there's just so many it's 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 a fiction book, but it's just written so well and it's like it gets very deep at certain times and the fiction is really like mind-blowing and like all it's like a bunch of stories that kind of like slowly tie themselves into each other. Oh, nice. There also there's also like biblical references and philosophy and it has like a lot going on in it. Um but it's 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 a good book. It's really good.
1: I can see that being very up your alley.
0: Yeah and
1: and also it's like
0: I oh yeah well I got a job offer but I'll talk about that but I don't my start date is November 16th so I have you know I feel a lot better because I'm not just like floating but I still have time but um I was kind of like so bored I'm like what am I gonna do for five weeks but then I when I started this book and I really got into it which is the first fiction book I've gotten into in like a long time um I was, like, I've kind of, like, shifted to being, like, wow, I'm so thankful that I can just, like, sit and read this book. And it's a big book. I'm, like, I can just be, like, chill and read. And I feel, like, thankful to have the time to do it instead of, like,
1: having all this time and being, like, what the fuck am I going to do with it? I have many things to say in response to you. First, okay, yeah. <laughs> congratulations. Um, I told you that Thanks. before, but, like, I wanted to say it live as well. Like, I know you were Thank getting, you. like, a little bit, like, too much mindless energy, but, this, and this leads yeah. to the second thing I wanted to say there will le- rarely maybe even ever be a phase in your life where you have five weeks off I know I wish I could go somewhere but true but I and okay this is the homebody in me speaking <laughs> five weeks yeah. to do nothing at home except read watch things that I want to watch like in your case spend time with family is paradise mm-hmm. because like you have the yeah. promise of employment now like, see, so you, you know where your energy is going to go towards the moment that you start working. So, like, now is the time yeah. to, like, enjoy, you know? Yeah.
0: I also got another person email me today. So I'm going to an, I'm attending an interview tomorrow. Look at you. For another When it mission, rains, please. it pours. I know. It's just insane. So I'm going to attend the interview. So we'll see what happens. I'll just... I'm just taking it by the day. I think I'm going to stick with the offer that I took like the one I told you about in five that starts in five weeks because it's per diem nice and there's so there's no benefits
1: but I make bank and you'll oh, be on your parents insurance until like, well, you're 26 anyway so you've got like six yeah. more months seven more months something like that yeah. right if it's like a year
0: even, actually true yeah um if the affordable care act isn't repealed Um
1: yikes <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah um, I don't think it'll be repealed that I mean, even if they try, I think it'll take a year. So not to be like selfish, but I think I'll escape. But I just it just it's evil. That that I really have a problem with. I'm like, you should not, especially during a pandemic. You don't have a plan to replace it. And I, I that I think is really pure evil. I really don't like that.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Um,
0: yeah, that's anyway. But yeah, so I have Health insurance, so, um, it would be a really good opportunity. It's an hour commute from my house, but
1: honestly, I don't mind that because I listen to a lot of podcasts. That I you could to listen music. to music or a podcast on the way and the way back. Like it's like it, you, yeah. No matter what, you'll get like two solid hours of like solo time, which I think everyone right. needs a little bit of every day. And it's really hard to get that when you live with other people, especially your family.
0: Yeah. And it's four 10-hour days, so I don't have to go in five days a week. Nice. Is it,
1: like, four set days, or, like, can you pick um, each week? No, it's Monday, Tuesday. It's every day but Thursday. Got it. Okay, interesting. Yeah,
0: it was just interesting. But I think my – so an alum from, from my, like, PT school is also there. He's, like, a – he's a couple years older than me, but he was a year above me in school. Um, And he also has, I think, the same hours that – I have that I've been mm-hmm. given and he the way he was describing it, he was like no it really feels like a three-day week and then the Friday is just he's like this is so stupid but it feels like a three-day week and then an extra day like Friday doesn't feel like a continuation of the week so those three days really go by real fast That's good so he was like it's it's weird but Thursday off is kind of nice and Tuesday will um, technically
1: be your hump day not Wednesday
0: yeah whatever it i is, is I'm, I'm pretty excited to start I'm just nervous that Like, it's obviously in person. Um, It's not private practice. So that I would be kind of worried because that in this time can be kind of unstable. Um, But it's a hospital-based outpatient clinic. So they have a lot of referral sources and a lot more stability. Um, And it seems like a good clinic. But I'm just hoping that by November 16th, there isn't like a big second wave and like some shift in what people need. You know, I'm just hoping things stay stable but I kind of feel like even if things got worse like people are
1: not going back to a full lockdown like people are just over it yeah I saw something online the other day that was like (laughs) because we specifically chose to adapt to COVID instead of attempting to eradicate it like it's going to be around us for the next few years like we're not going to go back to quote unquote normal for years right
0: but i mean i feel like even if he tried what would if what would eradicating it even look like like there are other countries that try to do that and it's not like they're back to normal like it just is what it is i mean
1: i'm not agreeing or disagreeing with you i'm just giving an example but like what new zealand tried to do right like where they they had zero cases at one point but then like you said like i think a week after three two or three people tested positive for covid again so it's like it it that's yeah. an ongoing battle in and of itself and to be honest our country is not set up to fight covid in that way. I don't I don't know that I I don't know that we have done anything the right way here. I think we haven't at all. <laughs> um, but I just think we are yeah, also not set up but... in a way that we can close everything down indefinitely. We no, just are we... not um no
0: no businesses I mean I mean people need to be open they can't but
1: that's just it's just like the
0: the anti-masking is really what gets me I'm like just wear the mask and let the businesses open do you know what I mean like but I just I don't know it's just exhausting um I don't want to talk about it pandemic talk is so no I agree
1: actually but like a kind of a (laughs) spin-off of the pandemic talk um I saw an Instagram post today like about like Independent bookstores in the New York area um, that are struggling mm-hmm. right now because of like COVID oh, yeah. and relying on in person sales. And I was actually going mm-hmm. to order Meditations by Marcus Aurelius from Barnes and Noble. <laughs> um, I didn't order it yeah. yet because I bought eight books earlier this year and I want to read at least half of them before I order another four. But after seeing that post, yeah. I think I'm going to try and like support some of these local businesses and like buy my books from there um actually I wanted to tell you this in relation to my grad school apps um I found like a bunch of podcasts about like design and product design and a bunch of books about it too so I was gonna see if I could purchase those now I think I might diversify where I buy them from and like space it out so at least like in some way I'm helping businesses that are suffering but I'm also like I, I don't know, prepping for the next phase of my life is what I'm mentally calling it to myself. Yeah, no, that, that
0: sounds great. That's that's really cool. Send me some of those design podcasts. I like listening to things yeah, like that. Yeah, actually... I saw the
1: 99% Invisible one that you posted. I think you should listen to that specific episode as well because it just, like, it, like talks okay. about literally the whole... Like, at one point, it references specifically instant gratification exactly. and that's that's why i was like that's yeah. the first episode i'm going to listen to and it talks about like what content ends up getting the most like engagement on instagram and why like in terms of aesthetics how people generally lately are using the story function more than posts um i just thought it was fascinating um because i think yeah. i think i've been quite narrow-minded i would say in my in my own personal definition of design, like I've been very focused on like digital product design and management, but design goes so much further Wait, than that. So much further. I've
0: I've been like a huge, I think about design a lot actually. Um, have you watched the Netflix documentary series Abstract? No, I have not. 100% you should watch it. Um, they have some really good episodes. I can give you, there's a girl that does like stage design. She's done like stage design for like Kanye and all these like crazy people, and she uses like mirrors and lights. Ang um, uh, Bjarka Engels, I think, is an architect. I think he's Swedish, and he does a lot of like sustainable architecture and like really cool like multi-purpose architecture. They had Tinker Hatfield that, who designed the Jordans. Oh wow! Um, nice with Nike. Yeah, they have they have really really good episodes, and they're. Um, really well produced like obviously even the digital design of like the netflix documentary is super high caliber it's it's such a good show
1: yeah i will i will check it um, out i'm just obsessed with it yeah you i think you should. so again you'll be proud of me for this i'm like finally getting into podcasts and as you know the only podcast i used to listen Yay. to is ours which is just complete and utter <laughs> embarrassing. <narcissistic>. So. um <laughs> But now that I... Yeah. Like, uh, I was a podcast I so, I see um, the appeal. I mean, it's kind of... Well, you didn't even
0: understand when I came to you and I was like, oh, we should start this podcast. You were like, people listen to people talk. And I was like, yes, <laughs> Trithy, they do. And because they're lonely as fuck and they need friends, like, you don't understand, like, because I, cause I feel it. It's like, I don't like walking. Like, I, like when I go for a walk, like, it, it's nice. It's like you're walking with someone or whatever. Um... But I remember you were like, okay, like, I'll, I am mean, here. like, if I just have to talk, like, I guess it's kind of like stand up, like, whatever, I'll try it. But I, I like that you're getting into podcasts, kind of almost backwards. Yeah,
1: that's a good way of describing it that I'm getting into it backwards, because I, I feel like, so the first podcast that I started other than ours is Office Ladies, because I'm in the midst of my right. latest Office rewatch for context.
0: <laughs> i'm gonna watch
1: i'm gonna watch that cpu oh my god I the way I, I posted so many clips of that on every story imaginable yesterday it's just funny every time it's just like such it's quality so funny i'm like excited <laughs> it. it's worthwhile um it's like when they go, like, stay in the lab,
0: stay in the lab, and then it, it's like, you can tear, by the way, I used that walk. And it's like, you don't
1: sing the whole song. What, What's crazy to me is, like, in the same episode, Dwight sets the office on fire.
0: It's the, same, the same episode. the same episode, yeah. And he also cuts the dummy off and, like, puts it on
1: his Cleary. face and turns around like, <laughs> like... <laughs> So insane. <laughs> like- I think if you appreciate like certain <laughs> episodes, you should listen to the Office Lady podcast episode corresponding to that episode because they're doing one per episode. Okay. And, like uh, my intent is to finish every episode of both the actual show and the podcast, because I've never finished the show. Yeah, I always quit when yeah, I always quit my oh, really? leaves, I'll watch for like three seconds when Will Ferrell shows up, but- and I'll watch the last yeah. episode when he comes back. I don't like Will
0: Ferrell. Uh, Will Ferrell. I feel I like think it's Will, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd Will Ferrell.
1: I'd bet money on Ferrell. Yeah. But, like, if it's Ferrell... Whatever, Ferrell, okay. Whatever. I bet ten Will, cents. <laughs> you, no,
0: you're right. No, you're, you're right. <laughs> All right. No, but I don't like him. He disgusts I don't know me. what it is. No, if it's just, just... There's like,
1: something about him. Yeah, Exactly.
0: He's just like so
1: gross and so large. I like There was this weird dude at work who oh, like, told can't. me his cab driver thought he looked like Will Ferrell and he thought that was a compliment. And I was like, dude, it's time to get your entire no. face changed. Like I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> You're like I'm sorry. Sorry for lost just because he's famous. Right. I was like, right. I was like that really sucks. And he's like, yeah, it's like such a compliment. And I was like, you know, compliments mean different things to different people. Sometimes they mean the opposite of a compliment. That's not what I would want to look like. Yeah. Anyway, I agree with you. His character on The Office too is terrible. I think the yeah, reason no. he even came on the show, which I think they t- are going to talk about on the Office Ladies podcast when they get to it, is like he did a favor for Steve Carell and like came in just for a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Carell,
0: Shari used to give me shit about it, but I always thought Steve oh, oh was so Oh my God. Like, He's so, so sexy. I was, like, actually oh into- my God. <laughs> I, read, I love that you said that. He was like, Ew, thought, are you kidding? And I was like, Uh. I don't know. I think he's cute. And now he's like aging.
1: He's, he's he is a cute, sexy aging. man. Like he's with like, the gray ex-
0: hair. Yeah, he's I know, right? Eleven That's, out of ten I don't would know. I'm into it. Like uh, okay, not an eleven out of ten, but definitely like a one on the back. <laughs> <I would do laughs> sure.
1: so <laughs> yeah, you know hundred percent I'm a little go. biased because Michael is my favorite character and I just feel like I have a general attraction to like Steve Crow, Michael persona. Which is just such a horrific thing to admit that I'm attracted to Michael, who is supposed to be the worst.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's legit the worst, yeah, but but he makes the shit, he's just so funny. Like, it's like, we're both, we're both, like, whores for anyone who can make us laugh. That's our, that's our problem.
1: I think what really solidified for me, like, why he's my favorite is, like, he has these random really sweet moments, too. Like, when he goes to Pam's art show, and, like, when he tells Jim, like, I like crack jokes here and there and say dumb things, you know, when things are hard, just to make things easier for everyone else and I was like, "Oh, you big softy. I'm in love with you." <laughs> yeah. I don't
0: yeah, I don't think I could listen to The Office Ladies podcast, honestly, but I think I think I'll watch the CPR episode and then and then that episode of the podcast. No, I was going to say um
1: I think you have to be like religiously devoted to the office and like truly fascinated with every element of it to get through that podcast because as much as I love Jenna Fisher and Angela Martin, they this is so I, I this is like an elitist comment, but they don't have podcast voices. A I'm sorry. They don't. They're like, hi, how are you? And how so welcome to Office Lady. Literally their opening. Yeah, that's literally Angela it. Martin's voice specifically. I'm like, I don't think I can do this.
0: It's, it's too much. It's just, you need like a little bit of baritone. I feel like you can't, it just, this is so annoying to say, but it's just like too, if it's too high pitched and it's
1: like in your ear, you're really like, no, oh. I agree with you. The way that I listen to that podcast like is like, I'll head. listen to it on oh. speaker. I will not wear my headphones and I'll do it like while I'm cooking or something. Um, Versus like, yeah,
0: right. <laughs> like, no, noise. exactly. That's
1: exactly it. I need other noise to balance <laughs> it out um, versus like, like yeah this 99... it's 99 harsh first i've already forgotten the name the design one that i posted what is it called uh thank 99% you 99 the voice the voice of the podcaster exactly. is very calming and like the people that they have on like as kind of like guests to explain different things generally they they've so far had like mm-hmm. pretty calming voices you can't guarantee that each time but like the main speaker is like they're no. also playing like kind of like white noise and like light instrumental music here and there. It's just very soothing. Very well thought out.
0: Yeah. I remember though reading, like I think this is true for like stand-up comics too. Um I remember reading like a while ago, like in Vanity Fair, like the why women aren't funny article, which like got a lot of it, like attracted I a lot of controversy. <laughs> um Yeah, and you just and you hear the way it's titled, and it's kind of like, it's meant to cause controversy. Do you know what I mean? Because it's not why women aren't funny. I think the point of the article, though, because I take offense to that, because I think a lot of women are really funny. Um, I just but I do think it's, it's harder for women to be seen as funny. And it's because a lot of men are sexist. And it's also because a lot of women have annoying voices. Even,
1: even the concept of women, um. women having annoying voices, though, is very much indicative of how c- comedy has remained like a male-centric and male-dominated art form. So, like, of course, women's voices are, yeah, quote-unquote, like annoying. A woman,
0: but I, yeah, I, I do think, I think, it, I think you can say it's sexist more when, when you're talking about their voices in terms of their content. Do you know what I mean? Like if you hear a woman talking about sex or you hear a woman talking about politics like people are like, uh, uh, I don't want to hear it and that's fucked up but I do think some I do think high-pitched voices in general
1: um great I don't more. disagree with the fact that high-pitched voices great more and, but I still think it's sexist overall. And more women have high-pitched voices. That has to be rooted men. in sexism. That like, concept that, has to be like there's no yeah i think so really i don't know i yeah i guess i don't know uh,
0: but but at the, i also wonder though it's like it's like maybe some things are sexist but then i wonder it, it, societally speaking like things can be sexist but at, like what what is what is able to be broken down and what is what it is do you know what i mean
1: i i agree um, with you
0: like a lot of women a lot of women want children and a lot of women like it just is like it's yeah like the whole thing is sexist you know what I mean it's not equal it's not fair but what are you what are you gonna do about it besides like google and facebook are gonna like pay for you to freeze your eggs is that the solution to sexism like I don't
1: this might just end up being one thing something sometimes might just be one thing that we actually disagree on I think like the the voice thing that has always bothered me like it bothers me that
0: that yeah. um
1: really funny women with high pitched and and my brother actually pointed this out to me too. He was like what is it about all famous female comics sounding like lower like lower voiced and like kind of like stoners. He was like what is that about? Like he was like is that like just <laughs> like the only kind of pers- persona like that a, succeeds? Uh... And I I think that's what like flipped a switch for me and then I started like and, like, mm. you know me, I've been looking into, like, more low-key comics. Like, there's um, there's this comic I really like, Pallavi Gunalan. And I follow her on Twitter. I will send you a video of her. of her. Oh, my God. I think you I like like her. Um, but, like, her voice is, like... Yeah. I like her voice. But, like, yeah, it's not, like, lower. It's not high-pitched either. It's kind of in the middle. Um, and I could see, like, people having yeah. an issue with just that alone. And, like, that to me is, like reeks of like sexism that has just been normalized and like it's as a concept yeah
0: I mean it just it just sucks like if I had a voice like that I would be upset I would like probably like smoke a couple
1: cigarettes (laughs) get that chain smoker action in a bit
0: (laughs) and then retry the art
1: get that like vocal (laughs) fry in the mix there is exactly one benefit to being a chain smoker sexy voice (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a sexy voice The whole yeah, dying sure. lung things. It sounds like you've seen That's things so true. Too. Yeah, the whole yeah, the whole black lung is not just, lit. You no, know, it really not gets lit. me. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, speaking of though, Jenna Fisher kind of looks like Amy Coney Barrett. Like I dislike that <laughs>
1: like comparison because now I can't unsee it. But I think you might you might be but, making but, points. Right. <laughs> you look her up can you
0: look her up she looks like pam I just like,
1: kind of really resent that
0: i'm sorry <laughs> i i've been thinking it for a while but i was like fine fine i won't tell her i won't tell her cuz like every day you're like <laughs> i love jim and pam and i'm like he's yeah, she's gonna hate me but she oh and now we can
1: share that news with our audience of tw- 25 plus I'm sorry <laughs> hey, hey it's, it's grown grown. It's grown don't and like i don't even it's, it's like honestly it's like sometimes
0: it's all the way up that's the thing is like this podcast I'm like it really helps me not I
1: think care it's helping me all. not care too I think our listeners have probably seen me devolve more into who I really am over the course of our don't say devolve <laughs> you're <laughs> like have you considered <laughs> being positive yeah. ever okay evolve
0: <laughs> <laughs> um no, but I, I think there's also just something as, like, women, too, just something to be said about, or even men, I think it's really vulnerable to share your face. Like, you can just kind of, like, we're talking, you know what I mean? I just feel, like, thoughts and voices, but, like, when you're sharing, like, a visual, you just have to, like, I don't know, like, look a certain way, like, be put together, like, it just is, like, so much more this pressure. This going to sound like.
1: strange, but I feel like... And I told you this before, like when I have a bad day or like when I have a lot of work ahead of me, even if no one's going to see me, I still get dressed up for the day. I like, I like straighten my hair for the podcast. Yeah.
0: Oh, cute. My (laughs) hair is oiled and in a braid, but. Well, again, I I think
1: we like, (laughs) we we, like set ourselves up like right before we're about to go into performance mode in different ways. Like you're like, I want to be comfortable and like oil my hair, chilling versus me. I'm like. I need to be uncomfortable and I'm going to do my hair. Yeah. Well, no, I get you though. Sometimes, sometimes
0: I'm with you. Sometimes I do that where I'm just like, especially if I was going to like study like in college, if I was going to study all day, I would kind of like look nice, not too comfy. Like sometimes I would get, I would wear sweats and like, you know, peer over my book, but then sometimes I would have to like, put on a nice outfit, like go to like a cafe or a library and like, that would make me like alert you know I actually functional. remember that
1: about our friend group like you would do that most of our friends did that I think I was one of the I think Kajal and I were maybe mm-hmm. the only ones who preferred to study at home and never leave yeah I, I I I don't know but I
0: I studied at home a lot. I just had, Nadia was just insane. I had to leave all the time for were, I think,
1: I distinctly remember all (laughs) of us like always saying about you that like your busyness and like commitment to all these like vastly different kinds of extracurriculars was inspiring. Because each extracurricular you did required a different Uh, mentality and different like literal physical and mental contribution. Like, Nadia was at night and you had to dance. And then you come back at one a.m., you know, <laughs> like,
0: jeez, four a.m. Sometimes, yeah, competition season was wild. Patrick knows because Patrick, like, I'm glad he was around because he knows I'm not exaggerating. Like, I he knows. I, I would remember get back.
1: I remember sophomore, junior year, he would come <laughs> back at like four a.m. In in yeah. many ways, I feel like,
0: True. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, competition, competition week, too. yeah, but but yeah, I mean, it was a lot. I I look back. I feel like I look back my high school self was definitely like my most I'm like wow look at the discipline drive effort that girl had but <laughs> I don't think I peaked at 17 but no nah, you did I'm like I'm like I'm like I need I need that energy in terms of discipline do you think that that's I the just...
1: correct level of discipline and commitments that you should have like is that what you think you should be doing even now like the same kind of scale, but in context of your life now?
0: I don't know if correct is the right word. I don't know. Um, I would like to be busy, have goals and, you know, push towards them. I did a lot in grad school. You have to understand, like, I just graduated grad school. So I had a lot, like, up until now. Like, even, even joining all these extracurriculars, like, I would join them. I would make commitments and then all my deadlines would become external. Do you know what I mean? So like once you're there, once you're like president of something or captain of something, like now you have other people counting on you, external deadlines, like competition dates. Um, Whereas now, or like even with school, it was like this assignment is due, this exam is this day. Um, Like I'm the one that did all the applications and put myself in grad school. But then once you're there, you just follow the deadlines um whereas now I've graduated and like it's a pandemic I was unemployed all of that stuff obviously is a big difference but um even just having a career I feel like it's not so much just the fact that I don't have discipline
1: it's that I need to
0: learn how to set internal deadlines like internal growth structures because there won't be someone like hounding me to do gonna stuff. Say, you know? I was
1: going to say, and I, two things. One, I said the word correct in a, in a specifically pointed manner. Cause I like, I don't want you to feel like your high school self is where you peaked. So I'm glad. You I don't, you, like, I don't. Definitively. Say no, definitely, Cause like, not, not, I would not. argue that the energy that you espoused then was not sustainable. Very admirable. Great. Even I wish I was like yeah. that in high school. I was not. Um, but, like, I don't know. I think there's <laughs> yeah, a time and place to be a certain way, and that's the way that you were then. and That's not how you can be now, slash maybe even should be. Um, the second thing is, I agree with the concept of setting internal deadlines. Um, and I think that's something I've gotten really good at in the past few years. You've been working, though. Right, exactly. And, years, like, you know I think I need to work to think that way. I think, I think
0: that's what it is. I just think I need time in the workforce, time in like a world that allows me to do that. Um, but I do think I think that's I think that's the way. I think that's something I need to develop better, but I do think that's the most important thing because there won't be someone around to tell you what to do and when to do it and when it's due and what to do to make yourself better. Um, most of your life you're going to spend you either do it for yourself Right, or and you like stalled. the
1: concept of holding yourself accountable and arbitrary deadlines is your entire life. But like meeting deadlines for school-related yeah. purposes and like, you know, being the president of a club and because of that, recognizing to maintain that clout and the positive reputation, you have to do certain things by certain times. Like that's just not what ends up being the majority of life. Um, but interestingly, yeah. you were very good at that. I was never good at that. Um, in college, if you remember, yeah. I specifically stress tested myself, which is my positive reframe of procrastination. <laughs> um, but I, <laughs> I positive, like I, I would like <laughs> always be procrastinating for everything, like studying. I would leave just the correct amount of time to study for something so it still do well instead of doing it in advance. But for everything, oh. I got to I
0: got to doing that. Like in grad school, like I remember my two roommates in grad school were like like very disciplined, like pretty neurotic, like hardcore studiers, and I would leave like every weekend to go to Philly, to go home, to go to a party, like cuz I also got to the point where I had gone through enough school that I was like I know what it takes for me to study and I know like exactly how much time I need. And uh, but they would look at me and they would be like you're going you're going home like you're going to philly you're doing this and i'm like kind of, i It's kind to. of weird
1: that they did they place like weird but value I, I judgments got... on you for that
0: i feel like sometimes they did but but honestly i was like whatever like i'm still getting good grades but i think i think any value judgments that people place on you honestly any stuff like that i'm always like it's a reflection back on the person so if they ever said anything that was like wait you're doing that it was almost always just like, well, I'm studying this much for the same exam. Like, what Um, am what's, they were more, everyone's always thinking about themselves more Narcissist. than thinking about you. Yeah, like, not even, they're just, everyone's like, I'm like that. Do you know what I mean? So when they're like, what, you're doing this? I think more than being like, oh, you're crazy, in their head, it's like, it's more so like, why is it taking me so long to study the same material? Or like, is she smarter? Or like, it just... Or like, am I working or am I like too neurotic or like, am I doing too much? Or I think it's always more about the person that's saying it than
1: the it person they're is. saying it to. I just like I find I, it fascinating, though. Like, I never I feel like I'm, for the most part, a live and let live person. I just want to be left alone. So I'm like, I will also leave you alone <laughs> to do your thing your way. So ple- people who place yeah. value judgments like that all the time kind of fascinate me and I want to study them like yeah like it's just like it was pretty exhausting isn't that tiring (laughs) for you to be placing that judgment on people all the time and then in your shoes like to have to deal with that annoying you know
0: yeah it could it was sometimes but i'm you know like there have been a lot of people in my life with a lot of different kinds of people where they're just like, how do you? They're like, you get along with like everybody, and I'm like, it's really because you don't like to be nice to people and you like it when That's people my... are
1: nice to you. Like you've said, your biggest pet peeve is people who are. And me. I like, I like people.
0: Yeah, I don't like when people don't like me. I really want people to like me, and the best way to get people, to, love like people to like you is to like them.
1: me. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes yeah, that's I'm not me. like I that's just want a good me. verbal yeah. spar, or I'm like good I'm the focus point of all the drama whether it's positive or negative I don't care but in general I don't think I used to be actually yeah. believe it or not someone who liked to be liked and like in return would like really like you like as well and like just didn't like it when people were mean I found that now my biggest pet peeve is more like I don't like when people waste my time And I don't like when people judge me for doing things the way that I'm doing it and vice versa. Like that's what it's more turned into. But I just realized like I have way too many big opinions and I don't keep anything in my head and I always say everything to expect to be liked by everyone. (laughs) So in return, I'm also probably not going to you're never
0: gonna be liked by anyone everyone that's that's something I've had to learn too that's I mean with my parents and stuff you know that's an issue is you're just like you're just like you can't please everyone all the time so you just have at some point you just have to like let go of that expectation and just live your life because 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 yeah because it's good to be nice to people and it's good to be liked but if it starts like creeping in and kind of controlling what you actually need to do and actually what your wants and needs are, then it becomes like really unhealthy. And there's a silver lining there. Someone else. I
1: mean, you should be nice to the people Uh-oh. who are nice to you. And there are those rare like unicorns that yeah, like are just fully and totally supportive of you and your actions. And any time that they're not nice is usually more just constructive, not mean. You know. And there are people like that, but I think yeah, in your case with your parents like that is that is a necessary boundary that you have to set <laughs> much things to, to learn about, much to ponder yeah yep
0: internal deadlines internal that's a good way of saying it yeah internal
1: satisfaction internal equilibrium i don't know yeah yeah <laughs> An external <laughs> yes pages, which we will baby. both have soon yes See you around. around. (laughs) Love you too. Bye. Love you. Bye.